At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is the VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets. Here is Adam Burke. Hello once again, everybody, and thank you for joining me here on this Monday, August 28th edition of VSIN Daily Baseball Bets. I'm your host, Adam Burke. Happy to be with you as we've got a very busy Monday card here. 14 games on the betting board to kick off this week. Only one play that I found to my liking. There are a few big favorites on the card that I didn't spend a whole lot of time with here just because it's a very, very busy week for us at VSIN. Our add on to the original NFL betting guide, which came out on June 29th, will come out here on Thursday. A pick from every host on our Visa in fall schedule here. All of the writers contributing as well. Contest strategies, updates on all 32 teams in terms of what happened during the preseason, and some players to watch as the regular season gets underway here in what a week from Thursday, September 7th, will be the first day there of the NFL regular season. So the only way to get that refreshed and updated guide is by coming a VSIN Pro subscriber, which you can do over at vsin.com slash subscribe. Check out the options that are available to you over there. And it's not just the NFL guide that you get. You get all of our college football betting content. We had a lot of that last week for week zero. Plenty more coming your way here in week one as well. You'll get all of our weekly NFL content. We're not that far away from the NBA and NHL seasons. In fact, we've been planning the release date of our NHL betting guide. There is no rest for the wicked here in this business and no rest for our staff, our on-air talent, everybody over at vcin.com. So head to vcin.com slash subscribe and check out the subscription option that works the best for you. All right, Major League Baseball still going on, and I will say this as we get ready for week one of the college football season and also week one of the NFL season. Don't forget about baseball. I know it's hard to do. I know there are only so many hours in the day. Believe me, I'm fully aware of that. But there will be opportunities still in Major League Baseball here. Now, it does get a little bit difficult and a little bit messy in September. You don't get as many call-ups as you used to in terms of roster management. But there are a lot of games where you've got really significant favorites. You're paying a premium on all the teams that are in the playoff hunt, especially those that you know are in must-win situations for division or wild card spots, stuff like that. 
But there are still opportunities to be had out there because when you think about the betting handle on Major League Baseball, it is low compared to college football and the NFL. If you think that you're prioritizing because of the time that you have available, guess what? So are the sports books. So are the odds makers. So is the support staff for those people. They are worried about booking college football and the NFL more so than baseball. So you may find some lines where maybe it's a bad number in the month of September here. The books will, of course, quickly correct because they have all that data and their algorithms and all of that. But there will be some opportunities probably here over the final four or five weeks of the Major League Baseball regular season to get some numbers that are just simply off. Now, again, that may not be the case right away here with week zero, uh, just in the rear view, week one of college football coming up, week one of the NFL. But once you get all of those sports going, and keep in mind, once you get you know into October, they're also starting to worry about lining NBA and NHL games, stuff like that. Then you may get some decent numbers out there. Now, the MLB playoffs do draw a little bit more of a betting handle, but from a regular season standpoint, there may be some opportunities. So try to keep Major League Baseball in mind to the degree that you can. I will still be writing the daily article and doing the daily podcast along with all the other things happening over at VEASAN, but just keep that in mind. Don't forget about baseball just because there are other things going on, especially other things that may be more interesting, maybe more flashy, maybe more exciting because the start of a season always is. I didn't write about this in the article because I got a late start here today, but I just wanted to update really quickly here what we saw over the past week relative to the second half. So we did see an uptick in slugging percentage here over the last week, 429 over the last seven days. Compare that to 423 in the second half. But what's really interesting about that is that the strikeout percentage actually went up. It was 22.9% in the second half overall going into or through Sunday's games, 23.7% last week. But we did see a 13.9% home run to fly ball percentage, seeing more doubles, Actually, the biggest thing is we saw more fly balls, a big increase in fly balls from last week compared to the second half, over a percent higher. And when you talk about the sample sizes of batted balls at this point in time, seeing a lot more fly balls is really interesting. So I don't know if guys are maybe just trying to elevate the ball more, if pitchers are leaving the ball up a little bit as they get more fatigued. This may be something worth watching as we go forward here especially because not only did we see an uptick in fly balls, but we also saw a little bit of an uptick in pull percentage. So that would explain the increase in slugging. A pulled fly ball has a better chance of being a double or a home run than a fly ball that's hit to the opposite field or to the big part of the ballpark. So we did see a bit of an uptick in slugging percentage last week. Maybe worth monitoring as a lot of pitchers out there will be getting tired, especially with the number of young arms that's out there pitching, you know, reaching new innings thresholds for this season. So I will be skipping over some games here on today's show. Not really a whole lot of reason to talk about, say, the Braves is a huge favorite against the Rockies or the Orioles is a huge favorite against Michael Kopech and the White Sox. Not really a whole lot of reason to talk about those games. So I'm going to try to condense the show a little bit that way. Got some meetings, got editing for the NFL guide to do, a bunch of stuff going on here. And I know I just talked about not letting baseball take a full back seat. This week is just a busy one for us here at VEASAN as we try to get that updated NFL guide out and make it as strong of a product as possible. And I am very happy about the direction it's going. It's just going to take a lot of work to get there. 
All right, so we go to Blake Snell and Adam Wainwright. This is a big favorite role, but just to mention here, because we got a big line move in this one, Snell and the Padres up over a $2 favorite, total of nine in this matchup. Look, I'll say this. Blake Snell's been a little bit shaky over his last few starts here, um, but still a 148 ERA, 297 FIP over his last 97 innings pitched. And as we know, time is running out for Adam Wainwright. He needs two wins to get to 200, but... In August, he's got a 1473 ERA and a 668 FIP. So that seems pretty unlikely here. But I just wanted to mention this game because we do have that very, very sizable line move to make the Padres over a $2 favorite here in this one. And this has really nothing to do with San Diego because they've lost four of five and they're really struggling. I mean, they've only won consecutive games a couple of times here in the month of August. And It's just not a good look for them right now. They got swept by the Brewers this past weekend, gave up 22 runs to Milwaukee in those three games. Milwaukee's got a pretty pedestrian offense. So just interesting to see this with just a straight fade, basically, of Adam Wainwright in that one. Brewers and the Cubs, big series beginning here in the Central Division. Yet the Brewers, they've won eight in a row. Cubs have won four of five, seven of nine. Milwaukee up four games in the division. So this is a big chance for Chicago to close that gap a little bit. And I do think it's kind of interesting that Chicago is favored across the board here in the minus 120 range, total of nine predominantly with a little bit of under juice for this one. As I mentioned, the Brewers are basically as hot as anybody, especially in the National League. Miley, though, 318 ERA, 448 expected, 455 FIP, does have a 512 FIP over the last four weeks here since coming off the IL on August 2nd. But he hasn't allowed more than three earned runs in any of his four starts. So the market kind of looking for and expecting some negative regression here for Miley. And that's part of this line, I think, to some degree, or at least, you know, part of the reason why this one kind of opened where it did. Because Jamison Tyon, 560 ERA, 520 expected, 464 FIP. And in the second half, still a 470 ERA, 418 FIP and 44 innings pitched. He's been better. But, I mean, the Brewers are rolling, and I think that this line speaks to kind of the overall profile of Milwaukee where they're winning a lot of games, but they're a below-average offense. They're a pretty average pitching staff, all things considered, when you look at ERA, FIP, XFIP, Sierra, all these different metrics that are out there. They're a pretty average team, and I think this line kind of reflects that. That being said, they're playing really well. The bullpen's been good. They're a phenomenal defensive team. Thought about taking Milwaukee here at the short dog price, but, you know, look, I think I would need a little bit better than plus 102 to back Miley in a spot where the Cubs offense has been pretty good throughout the second half here. As I mentioned, not much reason to talk about the Braves and Rockies. That's Bryce Elder and Austin Gomber. Braves are minus 240 favorite at Coors Field. We go to Cincinnati and San Francisco. Really interesting game here and an interesting line movement as well. Andrew Abbott and Kyle Harrison in this one. Harrison making just his second major league start. He's a dollar thirty to a dollar thirty-five favorite in this one. Total of eight and a half. I think it's a really interesting line because Harrison, as impressive as he was in his three and a third innings in his debut, gave up two runs on five hits. It was a two-run homer that gave up, I believe, to Bryce Harper. Five strikeouts against a walk, but he only threw sixty-five pitches. So you run into a situation here with the Giants where, as good as Harrison may be. He's probably going to go three, three and a third, three and two thirds, four innings, maybe four and a third, something like that. They'll have to cobble it together with a bullpen that has not pitched well of late. Camilo Doval blew three saves in a row. 
uh, earlier in the week and, and tailing into last week. Um, you know, Jake Junis threw 31 pitches on Saturday, so maybe it's him, but it could be Alex Wood who threw 52 pitches on Friday. Wood has not performed particularly well. Junis has been okay, but not you know super great, anything like that. A lot of this is just a fade of Andrew Abbott. 316 ERA, 390 expected, 401 FIP. Over his last five starts, regression has found him. 646 ERA, 471 FIP. Does have 27 strikeouts in that span, but he's walked 12, given up 17 runs on 29 hits, 373 Babbitt against, 67.8% left on base percentage. So for Abbott, a correction of a lot of his numbers. But the thing that's interesting about this game the Giants are the second worst offense in baseball by Woba against lefties in the second half. Only Cleveland is worse. And the Giants are also the worst offense against righties in the second half. So this has been a San Francisco team that has really, really struggled to score runs. Abbott is going through some negative regression, but do you really want to trust the Giants here? The market seems interested in doing so. Maybe a little bit of a fade of the Reds as well, who aren't playing particularly great here of late, but I thought this was an interesting line move. I thought this was an interesting line. Did give a little bit of thought to Cincinnati, but ultimately stayed away from that one. Let's talk Diamondbacks and Dodgers here. Bobby Miller and Zach Gallen. Dodgers, $1.40 or so favorite. Total of eight and a half in this one. Gallen, look, I, I don't really know what to do here. Gallen, great start last time out against the Rangers. 11 strikeouts over six innings. Give up one run on, I believe, seven hits in that one. But he allowed a lot of hard-hit contact again. Eight of the 13 batted balls against him were hit at least 95 miles per hour. In his last seven starts, Gallon has a 55.7% hard-hit percentage, and he's allowed 15 barrels. It's a 13% barrel percentage. But he's got a 302 ERA and a 349 FIP in those 44 and two-thirds. So the contact management numbers suggesting that regression is very much possible here for Gallon. He's allowed an average exit velo of 94.4 miles per hour in that span. It should catch up with him here at some point. We'll see if it happens with the Dodgers. A little bit of a tricky spot for the Dodgers. Coming back home after going east to Cleveland and Boston, had to play effectively a doubleheader in Cleveland. Emotional series in Boston with the Mookie Betts homecoming. Then the long travel back home. So I don't love this spot for the Dodgers. Bobby Miller gave up four runs on six hits to Cleveland six days ago. Had been pitching pretty well prior to that, but over his last 21 innings, four starts, just 16 strikeouts. So I'm a little bit concerned with that, especially against an Arizona team. It's pretty good at avoiding strikeouts. Usually the Dodgers at minus 140, worth a look, worth a very strong look because they're that good of a team. And with Gallon's underlying metrics, I thought about it, but ultimately no play for me in this one. But I am watching Gallon closely because that's a lot of hard hit contact. To continue to work through. Let's take a short break and come right back on VSIN Daily Baseball Bets. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! 
Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. <laughs> I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, we are back here on VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets. Please make sure you rate, review, subscribe, five-star reviews. Very, very much appreciated for this and all of the podcasts in our VEASAN family here. We'll be doing another college football podcast with Tim Murray, taking a look at week one, some of the adjustments I made to my power ratings, some of the interesting spots for this week, and then also some of the favorite plays for week one as well. So keep an ear out for that, a new edition of the VEASAN College Football Betting Podcast. We move on to the American League side of things here. Yankees and the Tigers. Luis Severino, Reese Olsen in this one. Tigers, a short favorite in this game. The Tigers, a short favorite here, which is something that's, uh, you know, really surprising. I will say this line has actually moved throughout the day here as well, where the Tigers now a little bit more of a favorite than they previously were. Look, Severino's been terrible. We all know that. He gave up. A, uh, he pitched well, actually, against the Nationals last time out. Only had two strikeouts, but a 25% hard hit percentage against. Didn't give up a run. It was a really surprising start, to say the least. Six and two-thirds shutout innings. But Severino, 726 ERA, 653 FIP. 23 runs allowed over his previous four starts. Had not gone more than four innings in any of them. First time he hadn't allowed a barrel since May 21st. Had allowed 27 barrels in 14 appearances over that span. So was this something to build on for Severino or just one of those things that happens in Major League Baseball, one of those high-variance types of situations where a guy who's been terrible kind of figures it out for a day? I guess we'll find out here in this one. Olsen, I like the potential of this kid long-term. 529 ERA, 493 expected, 426 FIP. Doesn't sound great, but 68 strikeouts and 68 innings pitched. 61.8% left on base percentage. So that's the problem. He hasn't really worked out of a lot of jams. Hasn't gotten a whole lot of help from the Tigers defensively for this season. And over his last six starts, 706 ERA, 525 FIP. He's given up four or more runs in five of those six starts. The Yankees are terrible against righties. They have been here in the second half. 29th and Woba at 289. Does that help Olsen? It could, but I guess it's a really, really difficult handicap here. In this one, and again, Severino and the the Yankees were slightly favored at DraftKings, and I have to go edit the article to update the line move, but I'm just not excited to back either side in this one. I did think I would be excited to back Houston against Boston, but that is not the case here. Christian Javier and Chris Sale in this matchup at Fenway Park. Javier, look, it's tough. I mean, every start is a struggle for him. 
Second straight start against Boston. That's always a concern. 452 ERA, 473 expected, 473 FIP. Three runs and seven hits to Boston on August 21st, but he's only got eight strikeouts in his last three starts, 10 runs on 17 hits and 14 and two-thirds. He just can't get fixed. The one thing that could help him today, keep an eye on this line, keep an eye on the lineup release for Boston. Rafael Devers got hit by a pitch on the wrist yesterday. X-rays were negative, but we'll see if he's able to play. If he's not, this line probably moves down eh, 10 or 15 cents or so, I would say. Chris Sale making his second straight start against Houston. Houston's crushed lefties in the second half. Their Woba's 15 points better than anybody else at 392. 153 WRC plus. That's 10 points higher than anybody else. 311 average, 376 on base, 546 slugging. Their slugging percentage against lefties is 42 points better than anybody else in the second half. So facing sale for the second time, knowing their great numbers against lefties, I figured I'd be on Houston in this game, and maybe I will be, uh, depending on what happens with this line. If Devers is in the lineup, maybe the line goes up a little bit. Uh, But Sale did have his velo back in that start against Houston. Did have nine strikeouts out of his 22 batters face. Gave up four runs on six hits, but he had the swing and miss stuff. Didn't give up a lot of hard contact. Decided to stay off of it, but I think Houston as a dog against a lefty, maybe it's a keep it simple, stupid handicap. Maybe I'm going to regret it, but I did not make a play in this game. But again, if Devers is in the lineup and say Houston jumps to you know, plus 130-ish, plus 125, something like that. Maybe at that point, I'll be interested in taking a look. And as always, shop around. There's a plus 120 out here in town. Uh, Still not quite good enough for me, but if that line keeps moving, maybe a personal play in pocket here. Guardians and the Twins, the last stand for Cleveland. They're six games back. They're seven games under 500. Six of their next nine games are against Minnesota. So this is it for them. This is their last stand, and they are a big dog in game one of this series, Xavion Curry gets the call for Cleveland. Kenta Maeda going for Minnesota in this one. For Curry, nine runs allowed on 16 hits in his last 13 innings. His last start, rain shortened. That was a suspended game. We were on the Dodgers run line in that one. It was trending positively, but then Mother Nature coming in and washing away that game. But Curry has allowed a 45.9% hard hit percentage overall, 46.7% over his last four starts. Cleveland does not really have a long man available in this one, so they may have to let it ride with Curry. I think Terry Francona needs to manage this game as if it's Game 7 of the World Series because they have to sweep one of these two series against Minnesota to really have any shot. So I would have a very quick hook on Curry if I'm Francona. I don't think he's going to do that. He's typically way too trusting of players, so... We'll see what happens here, but I do think this one could get away from Cleveland early. I did think about Minnesota on the run line, but for Kenta Maeda here, 291 ERA, 371 FIP since coming back on June 23rd, 11 starts, and he's only allowed 20 runs, but six runs on 11 hits in his last two starts, giving up some barrels here of late, giving up a little bit of hard contact. Maeda has just not been quite as sharp, and Cleveland has been better against righties than they've been against lefties, where, as you know, They've been the worst offense in baseball against lefties all season long. The other reason why I stayed off the run line here for Minnesota, their bullpen's been used a ton. I mean, their bullpen's been used very extensively. They're playing a lot of close games. They're not blowing people out. Uh, and, you know, Yoan Duran has been used quite a bit lately. Griffin Jacks has been used a lot as well. 
the caliber of the bullpen kind of starts to drop off a little bit after those two guys. But I think Baldelli will be very aggressive here. Taking this up to a seven-game lead, I think it's something he wants to do, guarantee that Cleveland can't gain any more than a game. I think he manages this one aggressively, which could ultimately hurt him going forward in this series and going into the weekend. So keep an eye on that. If Baldelli, and they've used a lot of guys back-to-back days here already, if Baldelli gets aggressive and uses Duran for a third straight day, Jacks for a fourth time in six days after a heavy workload two days ago, that could hurt the Twins going forward. So keep an eye on that here, where I think Minnesota run line is maybe worthy of a play. I didn't take it, but this is a series worth watching like a hawk, and that's what I'm going to do here in this one. We skip over the Mariners, who are a massive favorite at home with Brian Wu on the bump against Kyle Moeller, minus 270 in that one. Go to the Angels and the Phillies. Lucas Giolito, Taiwan Walker. Phillies about a dollar thirty favorite across most of the market. Big number at DraftKings minus one forty two. That's the high water mark, pretty clearly, in the betting market. There, Giolito and the Angels now ten and a half out of the wild card. They're just playing out the string at this point. Phillies still controlling their own destiny in terms of the NL wild card picture. Giolito's homecoming with the Angels has not gone well. Six sixty seven ERA, six twelve FIP, twenty seven innings across five starts. He's allowed at least three runs in every start, but last time out, only one of them was earned. Three unearned runs in that one, nine strikeouts over six innings. So Giolito was a bit better in that start. And to be totally honest with you, Giolito really hasn't thrown the ball all that poorly. 37.8% hard hit percentage overall, only given up three barrels in his last three starts. Uh, 60.2% left on base percentage. What's really hurting him here? And I think he could pitch well today against the Phillies, and I didn't think about taking the Angels, to be totally honest with you, because Taiwan Walker's taken a bit of a turn here. In the second half, his ERA is 402. That's the same as his season mark, but a 506 FIP in 40 and a third innings pitched, 19 walks as well. The velocity bump that really helped him in June is gone. He's pitched below his average season velocity in most of his starts here recently, coming off of back-to-back starts with a hard hit percentage over 50%. I think he's leaking oil at this point in time, but it's hard to trust the Angels in in any capacity. I mean, offensively, they've been pretty poor uh, here in the month of August. You know, you never really know what kind of shape Shohei Otani is in. Uh, The bullpen is quite bad, so couldn't get there with the Angels, but I don't know. I mean, the total is nine and a half here in this game. I think Giolito will pitch well. I think the Angels could hold up their end of the bargain, though. Maybe an Angels team total, something like that, but it is very, very difficult to trust their offense here and really trust them as a team at this point in time as they're just kind of playing out the string on the season. I just wanted to mention the Nationals and the Blue Jays as one of the big favorites here today. Blue Jays, a 250 favorite, total of eight in this one. Did think about the under a little bit, but Josiah Gray's regression is hitting here. We know that Kevin Gossman is really good. He's very good at strikeouts. The Nationals are good with strikeout avoidance, but Gossman is a guy that, you know, he's pitched great at home, 34% 34% strikeout rate at home, 259 FIP, 290 Woba against. Should be good, and Rogers Center has played pretty stingy for the most part throughout the course of this season. But for Gray here, here's the problem. Even though the Blue Jays have not hit righties most of, this, of the month here, he's allowed 14 runs in 11 and a third innings over his previous three starts. Six one-hit innings last time out against the Yankees, but he did walk five. So his last four starts, while he had good numbers against the Yankees, haven't been quite as good quite as sharp 
and another guy, of course, running into an innings concern. So Gray's regression kept me off of this one, but let's see how he looks here in this start because it's been a tough road, and if it's a tough road again, then he's a guy that I think we can fade. Maybe play some overs with Washington with all the balls in play that they have, stuff like that. We'll skip over the J or the uh, Rangers and the Mets because I got to play in that one. Go to the Pirates and the Royals here. Zach Greinke, Johan Oviedo in this one. Pirates, a short road favorite. Total of nine, nine and a half over at DraftKings, but nine with overjuice across most of the market here. Greinke, just his second start back since missing a couple of weeks. 534 ERA, 499 FIP. Only one win in his 13 decisions. He's 1-12. in 12. One win in 22 starts. So we talk about that a lot with Jordan Lyles, but Zach Greinke has kind of had the same type of season here. Did look good. Four shutout innings, two hits allowed against the A's in his first start back after missing a couple of weeks, as I mentioned. But still, just not a great profile to back. Doesn't miss a lot of bats. Very batted ball dependent. Not the kind of guy that I want to bet on in really any context. Oviedo here, 446 ERA, 451 expected, 441 FIP. Couple of rocky outings against the Mets and the Reds, 10 runs on 10 hits, but then gave up one run on four hits against the Cardinals, his former team, in five innings last time out. I do feel like Oviedo is wearing down a little bit, though. His fastball velocity has been down. He's averaged 96 miles per hour for the year, but he hasn't hit that number in a start since July 15th. So I'd keep a close eye on him. Maybe the Pirates kind of monitor his innings as we go forward, something like that, and try to keep up with the beat writers because there will be some pitchers who are going to go out there and only throw three or four innings, and their prop numbers won't be adjusted for that type of environment. I'm not saying that'll be the case with Oviedo, but I am saying there will be some guys that happens to, and the books may be a little bit asleep at the wheel because they're worrying so much about football. I think the player props and kind of understanding pitch counts and innings limits and stuff like that may be where you can find some good equity uh, as we go throughout the rest of the season here. But the one play I do have for today, and I know there's 14 games and it's tough to only have one play, but not really in love with any of the sides. And, and there will be a lot of big favorite roles, as I mentioned, as we go forward here. But we go to the Rangers and the Mets, John Gray, Tyler McGill in this one. I think this is a reasonable number on the Rangers, honestly, at minus 135, minus 140 in that range. But it's the total that I like here. So I like the over eight and a half in this one. Most of the market is nine over even money over minus 105. I still think that's a good play here. Uh, eight and a half at DraftKings, minus 122 on the over. Again, I use DraftKings lines for the article and for the show because, well, they own VEASAN. But shop around, as always. Shop around for the best price that you can find. In this one here, you know, Gray... He's struggled over his last 11 starts, 559 ERA, 408 FIP. He's allowed four or more runs in seven of those 11 starts and one or zero runs in four of them. So he's been subpar more than he's been good. And I'm hoping that's the case here again today. Gray was kind of rolling along, got a blister in the middle of June, kind of derailed him a little bit. And as I mentioned, he's had you know some good starts, but also quite a few lackluster starts. And I'm hoping we get... One of those lackluster starts here against the Mets offense that is, you know, at least has a ceiling, at least high upside, even if they haven't performed to that capability all year long. Gray gave up five runs to Arizona on seven hits last time out, only 48 strikeouts in his last 58 innings pitched. You never really know what you're going to get, but we should get a lot of balls in play here, and that should give the Mets the opportunity to score some runs. Also, 
this Rangers bullpen's been a debacle for the last really three weeks. Uh, you know, they had some great moments. They had a long winning streak. Then they went on a big losing streak where the bullpen was just blowing games left and right. They used seven different relievers yesterday. So a lot of guys a little bit fatigued going into this series against the Mets. As far as Tyler McGill goes, 554 ERA, 644 expected ERA, 529 FIP on the season. Did survive the Braves last time out, but survive is the operative term here. 10 hard hit balls, four barrels in 19 batted ball events. 42.8% hard hit percentage for the season, but he's made four starts since coming back up to the big leagues. He's allowed a 52.1% hard hit rate and a 15.1% barrel rate. So two bullpens that don't really impress me, two starters that don't impress me, a lot of balls in play in this game. I like the over eight and a half minus 122 or over nine at even money or minus 105 if that's what you have to take based on the books that you have accounts at. But over eight and a half minus 122, the number at DraftKings, that's the official play. But I do like over nine at even money, reduced juice. Try to shop around for the best price as always. So again, I apologize for just one play here today out of the 14 games, but not a whole lot jumping out. And there will still be days like that as we go throughout the rest of the Major League Baseball season. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. And I'll be back again tomorrow with another edition of VSIN Daily Baseball Bets. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.